following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Welcome back to Corolla Classics. Let's kick it off with another clip from 2009. Chris Catan in studio. Adam Corolla Show, episode 118. This is a nice, funny chunk from the episode. Chris was a great guest. Check it out. I heard that Johnny Depp was going to be fatty at one point. Really? Yeah. Because the book I Fatty, have mm-hmm. you heard of that book? That's the great. That's the best story about him. Apparently, I saw the, the miniseries I Fattiest on <laughs> in the seventies. That's I Claudius. Oh, okay. Then I'm confused. That's from the makers of Paprika. <laughs> Paprika. <laughs> Chili Rolano. Chili Rolano. I so, didn't pronounce that right. So we didn't. So we haven't yeah. started shooting the Fatty Arbuckle. Uh, we story haven't shot yet. that. We have finished uh, the Bollywood Hero, and it came out awesome and um it's good i would be like i'm it's one of those things you ever like do something that you're actually proud of <laughs> uh, and you're not like <laughs> where people weren't you know like we're doing the you know we're doing this press stuff now and right there's no like key points to hit or something like it's nice yeah, to actually yeah. be asked something that you feel like i'm so happy how this came out and, well yeah and he, everyone seems to like it it's like better than like like you know you don't have to do a lot of the you know you're proud of it when you don't have to do a lot of that preamble where you go i was just a gun for hire i wasn't yeah. involved with the writing right of it and, exactly uh, it's, you know i came on to the project later right so like it had already been developed so you lay all this shit yeah. out that basically says i'm not really yeah i didn't or have like, anything to do with this we piece had of a shit. great we had fun it was fun oh we had fun time He's oh, a, we just we just wing it. Oh, we did. It. Yeah, we're just having a great time. You know, because we feel like if we're having a good time, that really translates yeah. through the camera, which it never really yeah, which it never does. does. Then you're like stuck with a six hour version of a movie, and you're trying to find what happened. Uh, I always like when yeah. people say though, when you stop having fun, it's time to quit. And they always do that. <laughs> yeah, they always do that with athletes. Yeah, like they'll be like, "Well, I knew t- it was time to hang up the cleats because uh, you know, it just wasn't having fun out there." Really? How about the eighteen million dollars a year? For working yeah. four months out of the year, that sounds okay to me. I, th- hey. I feel like I could just grit my teeth and get through that for a few more seasons. <laughs> By the way, what else do you get to quit when you stop having fun? Like, I'm, I'm going to go home and tell my wife and yeah. kids, hey, listen, this, it's just too I'm out of here. There's a I'm level just, of fun. I'm, I'm not having fun. Yeah. I'm not having the kind of fun I thought I'd have. I'm out of this family. I'm, I'm going to go. Right. I should have done that when I was swinging a hammer. I should have gone to my foreman and said, you know what? <laughs> I'm up on the roof. It's August. We're in Chatsworth. Yeah. I'm not having fun. The I'm, roof I'm of Chatsworth, up. by the way, is not a bad place. It's hot. It's better. It is in hot August. Right it's too hot. Why Chatsworth? Why did you just? Are you, were you born and raised? Uh, where were I, you born and raised? I was born and raised in Hungary. That's no. I was born and raised in North Hollywood. You were okay. And Beautiful North Hollywood, which is that's near Chatsworth. Picturesque no, North Hollywood, which right. is very close to where you were born in Sherman, Sherman Oaks. Oaks. And uh, this is in the valley, the one that uh, uh, the Zappa gal sung about. Frank Zappa? No, Moon Zappa. Dweezil? Moon Zappa sung about. Is it Moon or Dweezil? Dweezil, Moon Unit, and Ahmed. (laughs) And then there's another one with a scarier name, too. Yeah, like. Uh, like But she sung about this valley. When we talk about the valley, that's the valley they're Mm -hmm. singing about. Mm -hmm. Sort of Fast Times in Ridgemont High Valley. That was Uh, the best valley. I worked in Chatsworth. I I worked for a contractor in Chatsworth. Oh, that's why you said the. um, I've been on many roofs. But it's funny you mentioned something that you were. Well, you know, you go for what you know. (laughs) It just comes out that way. So now, uh, can we talk about your personal life? If you want to. 
you uh, married? I was married, kids, and then right? kissed kids. What? Kids? No, I don't no have kids. kids. No kids. Do married? Have, I have twins. I'm not married. You I were was married, married, and then I was married. You were married, and then you were married. I was. Is that what I said? Yeah. Yeah, it is what I said. You were married, and then can you we weren't married. We can't rewind anything, can we? No. Um, I was married, and then not married. How long were you married for? <laughs> A short time. <laughs> A couple months. I was. Uh, How long were? Are you married? I'm married. I've, How long have you been married? I've been married for six years, and maybe seven. How many kids do you have? Maybe seven. I have two. I have uh, two kids. I was just talking to my wife about. You seem very happy. Um, <laughs> I, I'm a I'm I'm comfortable in my own skin. You do seem like a happy. You are happy. I mean, like, you know, a lot of people are not happy. Well, I'm not neurotic. <laughs> I well, I you are. I wouldn't. You're not. It. You're not. You know what? You're not a neurotic. You used to smoke, though. I remember you smoked. Yeah, I'm not. I'm. I'm not a. I remember Love Line. You step out and smoke. I would on occasion, <laughs> yes. But uh, I'm not neurotic. I'm not weird like a lot of people in this business. Right. I'm. I'm easy. Yeah. I'm comfortable. You are easy. Yeah. So, um, married for a couple of months. Correct. So, do you have to get? Do you get an annulment? Or do you get a? Do you get a divorce? How's I got. Work? Yeah, I got some of those things. Are you out a bunch of money? No, not too much. Did you have a bunch of money? Nah, well, I, you know, fair amount. Probably like you. But you're cool? I'm cool. You're yeah. comfortable? I'm happy that this Bollywood Hero thing came out well. And that was that helps when work is good. Well, how do you, I mean, for someone who's been around for, for a while, even though you're young, but you've been through SNL yeah. in the 90s and all that uh, good stuff, made a bunch of feature movies, what do you think's going on with the business? Because I general? feel like it's changing at a pretty pretty fast speed i think things are getting i guess they're getting funnier (laughs) yeah i guess i don't know it's a weird time i mean i don't know what it is a weird in between very weird in between like there was a we had a reason a couple years ago like oh the writer's strike that's why everything sucks or weird right but now we don't really have anything to blame but But i think it's what they used to be they're not what they used to be. And somehow the internet is cropping up but in a way that no one really knows what the future well, is. Well, also, like, the Twitter thing is, you know, like, you can... That's pretty crazy what's going on with that. Like, that mm-hmm. thing gets out. You could say things on that that are funny, and then someone adds to that. Like, there used to be, like, just that talk show element where people just say the joke there. Now you can say something funny on that thing, and it'll catch on. Are people watching this when you're seeing this no, thing? No, we just put on. stuff on uh, okay. our monitor. It usually just serves to distract the guests. It's so because limited. It, it's awesome. It's awesome <laughs> podcasting because what it is is we talk about things. And then you show and pictures then of the them. the guest points and says, wow, look at that. What is and, that and of then me? It, that, then when the people who are listening to the podcast are just confused yeah. by having the guests. It's a much the like, good thing about seeing all these photos is that I make fun of them in... The Bollywood hero. Yes. Like uh, Mr. Peepers. Mr. Peepers. That was, in, yeah. There Wait, was what, big, what would you say your most <laughs> most popular so SNL weird. character was? I think it was probably Mango. I'd have to go with Mango as well. Now, do you so. get oh, the lot. Roxbury guys were oh, yeah. famous, right? I feel like your head movement was... Uh, there we go. That was fast. They really found that photo. Wow. <laughs> and there's one time I played with myself. 
and oh, photo. <laughs> <laughs> Chris had a solid BM this morning before he left the house. Can yeah. We grab, grab a shot of that? Toss that up there? Yeah, no, no, no. The one at the Four Seasons, that's the one. So, uh, now, when you do something like Night at the Roxbury, yes. when somebody says, when Lauren Michael makes the decree and says, this must be a movie, mm-hmm. how do you take a three-minute or four-minute sketch and make it into 90 minutes worth of movie? By trusting somebody else other than yourself. So, like, you and, <laughs> and Will Ferrell to Well, we didn't know what we were doing. We were like, I just got on the show, and then all of a sudden... They wanted to make a movie out about these characters. It's just one of those things where uh, it's someone else's. It just becomes a machine, uh, but you really didn't know what was happening at the same time. It wasn't like we want to make a movie out of this. Somebody tells yeah. you, or I'm Lauren like, tells right. you. Is there such a thing as telling Lauren, no, well, no I'm not going to do this? It was great to do. It was a great experience, and it made money and all that stuff, and and, and helped us out. And it was, and you know, but it wasn't like we wanted. We weren't like, okay, we have a vision. Unlike. <laughs> Not to go back to the Bollywood hero, but that sure. was like, we it took three years to do, and we had a story to tell, and that's why it came out so good. And we say we, how much involved with the writing of that? Uh, well, I, I also you? got to be the executive producer and the writing, too. So, But that there was a lot of involvement. And how's the IFC? That's Independent Film Channel, Independent right? Independent Film Channel, yeah. And they put up a lot of pretty cool original stuff They're really now. cool, yeah. And they're great for this because they encouraged... They let us do what we wanted to do, but they're really smart about it. They're really smart. It's nice to do something with smart people. Yeah. It's to, as opposed to like... Right. I mean, you know, it's just like... Yes. It's hard to have... <laughs> it's hard to do something good and then work with people that are good. And maybe... I think the more money you make sometimes, the crappier things are just sometimes. Sometimes. It's it, you mean not the, the bigger the budget? The bigger the budget, something gets lost. It just seems like something gets lost... Along the way, sometimes I think we have some uh, not to phone say that to discount my <laughs> to, to attempt. Well, this must add some budget. You went to Except India to shoot it, right? Yeah, no, it had some budget, but you know what I mean. That was Chris Kattan back in 2009, another all star of Adam Kroll show lore, especially with his latest appearance where he was DJ Khaled. I'm <laughs> gonna play that one again, dude. He killed it. I know. It's almost maybe have him back and I'm do it again. Yeah, I feel like the bit has barely been explored. <laughs> I know he's 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 awesome. So yeah, Chris, there's a lot of scenarios for DJ Khaled to disappoint. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Adam Carolla show all stars, Greg Fitzsimmons, we gotta get him. One in. of the most frequent guests. He may be up there. He he's probably neck and neck with David Wilde's epic run of a hundred plus episodes. This is Adam Carolla show one thirty one. Greg Fitzsimmons, August of two thousand nine. Let's check it out. I mean, I work, my wife has not made a penny in nine years. Mm -hmm. She has, uh, we have a maid. We have a gardener. We have a bookkeeper. We have an accountant. Sure, sure. She goes to uh, a shrink and a, like, kind of a touchy-feely chiropractor, make you feel better guy. And then I come home, like, I come home, and literally, what's for dinner? We already ate. (laughs) And I go, like, uh... I, am I a caddy? Am I just here to drop shit off? Can, can I suggest this? Uh, I think, uh, and, and I think ultimately, the women are going to suffer from this, not us. Uh, we're suffering now. No, but we're going to leave. But in future generations, yeah. the women will suffer, much like uh, many of the uh, black segment of our society has suffered from what people said. <laughs> Somebody told 
a, a, a vast amount of the brothers in this country and, and sisters and then just the ladies at some point in 1972, you don't do anything you don't want to do. Yeah. If you don't want to do it, and especially if a white guy tells you to do it, yeah. don't do it. You don't have to do anything. And so we start doing this weird thing where it's like, oh, he wants you to cook. He wants you to sew. He wants you to clean. Well, let him do it. You don't do anything somebody tells you to do. In which case, that's fine if you've never met the guy. But if the guy was out making money all day, then you should do that shit. But somehow we've decided to empower people by telling them don't listen to anybody. And now... Tell me how it's worked out. Well, you know what? I don't, and it's not even that I mind that the dinner's not there, and I don't mind that, you know, sexually, maybe we're not synced up the way I want all the time. It's the fucking attitude, you know, that I actually will get a rolling of the eyes when I don't remember the kid's teacher's name, or I'll get, (laughs) you know, there'll be this resentment that I, uh, you know, didn't participate fully in uh, planning the birthday party. And, you know, I don't mind the duties. I can buck up and get shit done. What I can't do emotionally is be exhausted at the end of the day and then face uh, a, a fucking... Uh, a, a I'll, I'll tell you what's happened. I'll tell you what's happened. We are living in a virtual world now. We have to go back to an either barter system or just all cash or possibly some sort of valuable metal I like that, it. that's exchanged. Because I'll tell you what happens. It's all credit cards and debit your account kind of stuff. We'll just debit the account. So there are things like this. We have a nanny, and the nanny gets paid a salary. And she gets paid a salary like a full-time salary. Yeah. But she only comes like three or four days a week. Because your wife wants to be with the kids. Not really, but part of the salary, for various reasons. Okay. But part of the salary is she's paid full time, so she's sort of on call. Yeah. So what will happen is is a Saturday will roll around, and I'll say, why don't we go out and see a movie Saturday night? And my wife will say, what about the kids? And I'll say, tell Olga to come over and watch the kids. I don't want to bother her. Yeah. And I'll go, Listen, first off, it's not bothering her. She's being paid full time yes. to be on call. Yep. And sometimes she'll say, "She came over last Saturday when mm-hmm. we went to wherever." I don't. Want, this is two Saturdays yep. in a row, and I realized, "Aha! Here's the problem. You're not paying her. I am paying yeah, her." Yeah. You see, if you were paying her, yeah. And by the way, it's all this invisible electronic money. She gets a check from the accountant every other week. No one sees anything. Yes. So there's a lot of, like, my wife will do a lot of, like, I don't want to bug the gardener for Mm. this or that, or I don't want to tell this guy. And and here's, here's what would make her do it. If every single day, at the end of the day, my wife pulled out a roll of 20s and peeled off. Singles. Singles. Nickels with the like buckle. Like a stripper. Who works harder than a stripper? Nobody. With the, the using like what the ice cream man used yeah, with the yeah. change thing. Yep, the change oh belt. God, I wanted one of those yeah. so bad. Like, the point is this: because <laughs> you didn't know that it didn't end. You I didn't, didn't know that it emptied. I also thought it came full, and it was only two bucks. So, <laughs> so this company was losing money hand over fist with eighty-two dollars worth of quarters and nickels in there. Imagine that coming. The point yeah. is, yeah, I, I thought it was infinite. Like no. as fast as you could squeeze that, the money but, comes out. But so 
we're living in this world and it's and it's an extension of the credit card thing. It's yes. why people get into trouble. Yeah. Somebody hands you a piece of plastic and you go, fuck it, I'm going to buy a $700 mountain bike. But it's not like you taking $700 cash and well, dropping it Well, and a lot of people have direct deposit at work. So they right. go to this place every week, they get treated like shit, and they don't get handed a bucket of cash in the night. Like a stripper, she goes home with a wad of singles, and she right. hides them under the mattress from her drug-addicted boyfriend. That's work. That's appreciation. Now, you get a direct deposit, and then your wife doesn't even get handed a Never check. Never sees anything. And now, all of a sudden, uh, I'm driving down. Me and my, my daughter, we're riding our bikes down, uh, down the boardwalk, and she says to me in Venice, Daddy, when I grow up, should I... Should I get a job or should I just be a normal person? <laughs> and I said, what do you mean just a normal person? She goes, you know, someone who just, you know, goes to the bank and gets the money and then goes and does stuff. Right. And I thought, mommy needs a job. Wow. This is not a good image for my daughter. Yes. So the point is, if your daughter and or my wife went out and worked all day and then on Saturday brought the cash over to my nanny's apartment and dropped it off, there would be no, you don't need to work tonight. Yeah, there would be, yeah. get your ass over to my house. Yeah. And by the way, when the kids are napping, how about you hit the exactly. dishes? Exactly. Now, here's the problem. My wife, she is an amazing woman. She's beautiful. I am so attracted to her. I literally, like today, she walked in and I said, do you like me? Tell me, how, tell me you like me. Because I look at you and you're so hot, I still think, look at me. Like, I'm bald and I'm skinny and you and I think that you're I still am like that relationship to her. She I mean, has to think of Bill Maher when she fucks you. You're that ugly. I, that's in my mind. And right. yet she tells me that she is. And I don't know if I buy it or not. But the point is, like it, she she was a heart. She grew up in, in single mom, grew up in, in New York City. Tough chick, worked hard, smart. But uh, being a mom has, I think, really uh, taken away a lot of her confidence and her ability to believe she can go out and work. And with that, the, like you said, the direct relationship between work and spending money. Uh, I, it, 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 happens, it happens to everybody. It, it's, it, it's, it's, it's just a psychological, just sort of basic dynamic of you're physically not connecting these two destinations. You're not connecting the work with the bills. There's some kind of weird, uh, just in, in somewhere in the ether, money is getting transferred and whatever. Yeah. And it's probably why our economy is where it is, and it's probably why we have a massive deficit, deficit. because that's how you get a massive, either, either as a city, as a country, as a nation, or as a guy who owns a Visa card. It's so easy when it's not physically happening. Also, back in the day, and I wonder if some of this had to do with it, <clears throat> guys would come home from work covered with coal dust, wearing dungarees that were bleeding. covered with bleeding yeah. shit, you know, uh, coming to work. How'd work, to work, work go? Uh, well, Ezekiel was buried when the number... <laughs> When the number two mine shaft yeah. gave in. So it's like, you literally come home with a story of a co-worker who was beheaded yeah. or crushed. Yeah. Or there's five of them that were still left in that shaft when you, when you, when you, when you went home or yeah. whatever it there's is. There's not even that much discussion. Just three left. Three left. Now, of course, that doesn't meet 
That that doesn't mean, well, why don't you pick up some takeout on your way home? That means, oh, sweetie, let me yeah. get you a foot massage. Yeah, and have, yeah. I mean, like, I would have these conversations with my wife where she would actually, I'd go, what's for dinner? And she'd go, uh, I don't know. And I'd be like, well, it's 7 o'clock. You yeah. ever thought about it? She goes, I figure we do takeout. Yeah. I'd go, all right. And she'd go, uh, all right, I called into the Thai place. Uh, why don't you go grab it? Yeah. And I'd be like, wait, I have to go get it? Yeah. Too? It's yeah. not, not enough that I just underwrite the entire operation. Yeah. I got to go, and, I and go I, pick it up too. But we're not. See, here's the thing. We have a special problem. We make a living complaining. Yes. And that is not the guy who comes home covered in the coal dust. <laughs> that is, oh, you and Kimmel, what'd you do? Audition juggy dancers today? Yeah. Oh, your back must be killing you. Yeah. Yeah. Cry me a river. They, yeah. don't, they don't just like. Just like we don't, we, we, we spoke a second ago about not connecting the money with the life and with the lifestyle and with how things work. You know, like again, my wife or your wife or whoever's wife who's listening to the show or husband or whoever, it's not, it's not a gender thing, will go out to dinner with some friends. And have five of their girlfriends out or buddies out, but we'll call it girlfriends because we're sticking to a misogynist theme there. And they'll be drinking Cadillac margaritas and ordering appetizers. And then the bill will come around and my wife will whip out that credit no. card. Oh, I got it. Really? I got it. Oh, she yeah. Says, she's I? Got... Shouldn't she say we? The ha ha. I got this one. Ah. I got this one. Well, first off, you don't have it. And by the way, I'm home. Ah. And I just bought some bitch I hate five Cadillac margaritas yeah. at the, to the tune of $44. But I got this one. Yeah. And it's so easy. A, it's a credit card. No one's paying for it. And B, if someone is paying, I mean, in their mind, yeah. if someone is paying for it, it's, it's not them. Yeah. But also, like I said, we've <laughs> taken it a step further. We've taken it. No, no, my wife doesn't do a lot of this stuff, to be fair. No, she doesn't seen, go out. In the brief time I've seen your wife, she actually is everything you would not expect of a celebrity wife. Nicest, sweetest, Hands humblest, on mom, very great. yeah. And doesn't do doesn't go out shopping for jewelry or mink coats or outfits for you. She's not uh, Sharon or uh, it's not Sharon Stone from uh, from uh, the Las Vegas from Casino. Yeah, from Casino. Not, nothing like that at all. I'm just saying we'll whip the card out when the ladies go out to lunch. Yeah. And that one will be on me, even though she'll get the credit. Adam's the got credit this. For it. Should yeah. be Adam's got this. And that's what it should be. Now, same way there's no connection there, there's no connection between what we do and how we get paid. Again, we don't, we're not at a logging camp. No. We're not out on a tuna boat for four days out in the Arctic somewhere. We just sit around in an air-conditioned room and make fun of Janine Garofalo. And then somehow when we come home, that doesn't get us a, oh, honey, did you have a hard day at work? <laughs> Yet, if you look at the numbers of people in the wake of where we sit on an orange couch in a, in a warehouse somewhere in North Hollywood, it doesn't all seem very romantic. But in the end, the, you know, the pyramid that got us here, if you can look at the hair loss, if you can look at the anxiety <clears throat> that goes into this, and that... that the coal miner, at the very least, got a good workout that day. Yeah. I didn't even get time to work out. I'm just coming home with bile and hatred, and all I want is somebody to like me. Because I know the message board is going to light up on this show. Fucking Fitzsimmons, liberal piece of shit. And I got to read those. I got to go home and read those. No, you don't. All right, I'm not going to. Yeah, that's, that's the point. 
And then also what I have to explain to anyone who listen, because they go, oh, you just get paid a bunch of money for sitting around and doing nothing. No, this is a delayed payday for all the years I went out and swung a hammer and then at night went to groundling classes, yeah. paid for that, went to the Acme Theater where it cost me, cost me 30 bucks a month to be an Acme. I didn't have car insurance because I couldn't afford yeah. that car insurance. All the freebies. All the late nights just sitting around a diner writing sketches for shows that no one would attend, that didn't get me paid, that amounted to nothing. I am being paid back for that. Yeah. That's, that's what why this my, is. That's why my favorite are that when I meet a guy in an advertising agency, going back to Mad Men, the, uh, the, the, the guy who became the head of accounts and he was, he was pissed off, he was the co-head of accounts, they're... Advertising guys, I will meet. I got a you know a, a, a fucking juice box with a straw in it and some like uh, shrimp from Costco. Watching my kids bounce in, a, in an inflatable thing, <clears throat> and I'm talking to a guy who's a parent, who's a copywriter at an ad agency, and he says to me, "Oh, you're a comedian? Yeah, we basically do the same thing. No, no, we <laughs> do not. You had a track. You had right. a track. You went to college for this right. quote unquote skill." Right. And then you got coffee for somebody who did it poorly right. until you put up with enough shit where you got the thing you were promised, which was whatever, junior this, and VP then copyright. Something. You had this track that relied as much on you <laughs> bottling up your real emotions and not complaining. And then it, the payoff is you get a year to write a 30-second spot for Volvo. Yeah. I put out 30 new minutes every fucking month. Yeah, and I'm doing it in shitholes, hoping I get paid, working job to job. So I mean, and I'm not sitting here complaining at all. But the point is, doesn't sound like it. The point is, you and I believed in something early mm-hmm. on, and we followed through on it. And there yes. has to be a payoff because if there's not, no one's ever going to try to. Do I don't this like again. that. We do the same thing, and I don't like that. It's who you know. You got lucky. Yeah. That whole, you got lucky, it's who you know. If you didn't meet Kimmel, you wouldn't be where you are today. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, I <laughs> fucking hate that, is that part. Your, uh, is that your negative uh, track in your mind, people saying? No. I mean, I don't really have a, I don't have a negative track. I do more complaining about stuff that no one else gives a shit about. But I do, I mean, I have gotten it. You know, people will do that show business, not just to me, but anyone in show business. Right time, right place. Yeah. Who you know, it's all timing. How about blah, every blah, time, blah. every place for 15 years? Right. And also, every once in a while, and one time I got into an argument with a friend of mine who gave me the, well, come on, right time, right place kind yeah. of thing. And I said, what are you talking about, right time, right place? And he said, well, you know, if you didn't meet Kimmel, you wouldn't have made it on K-Rock. If you didn't make it on K-Rock, you wouldn't have made it on MTV and blah, blah, blah. Well, first off, I think we can all agree that we all could have just been born stillborn, right? I mean, we're all semi-lucky just to fucking have ten fingers and ten toes. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, I don't have a cleft palate, and you know, I'm not, I'm, I, I don't have the mind of a four-year-old. You I don't mean, look like Bill Maher. We all rode a moped when we were 15 and could have been hit by a guy who was high in a van yeah, 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 and yeah, had yeah. brain damage. Yeah. I mean, we all, yes, we're all lucky to we're have sea turtles. Yeah, we're, we're lucky to have seen our 40th. Anyone who makes it to 40 is yeah, lucky in absolutely. a sense that they didn't, on a prom night, they didn't get cleaned out by drunk driver. But I said to this guy, I called the radio station 10 times. They never called me back. Uh, I had a guy cover my class. I was teaching boxing, 
cover my morning 7 a.m. class so I could go to K-Rock and get into the building and physically go to Kevin and Bean. The building was open, but K-Rock was closed. I got into the commercial building that they were in, went up to the ninth floor, and then once I went to the ninth floor, the doors were locked. And then I stood out there in the hall until somebody who was going into change uh, some of the Doritos in the vending machine was going into the building and had the code or going into K-Rock. And I told him, tell Jimmy or the other guy, I'm out here in the hall waiting by the elevator. That None of that has anything to do with luck. Yeah, yeah, and I, yeah. And I resent it. Yes, like I said, I could have been killed driving from the gym on the way to K-Rock. Yes, I guess I was lucky not to there be killed. There could have been a war going on when we turned 19 and we could right. have been... I mean, there, there's so many things you avoid. And, then, and none of this, I think, is, is complaining about anything except for the fact that... Um, at the end of the day, when I see a guy who had, who, who's digging ditches and I'm driving home, I think that guy is he, he feels really lucky to have that job because it's a union job. And it's there's something in his mind that was like shooting for that. And he and it fits with his life in whatever way mm. you and I, for whatever reason, I didn't go to my best friend's mother's funeral so I could drive for free to Atlanta to do a guest spot to audition. Like there's so many things I look at in my life that were off, that were fucked up, right. you know. And uh, you can't explain them except well, that there was something deep inside that was saying, I have to do this thing. And then it works out. And don't, you know, you and, can't. And here's, here's my answer to all those who do the right place, right time luck thing. Um, Greg Fitzsimmons or Adam Carolla, we could just stop. Just stop doing what you're doing for six months. Stop doing stand up. Stop writing. Stop doing your satellite radio show. Just whatever it is, just stop for six months or a year and see where you are. Answer, right back to zero. 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 So this idea that you're lucky, you're lucky, you're lucky. Uh, listen, lucky is when your dad owns Boeing. That, and, and you're born into it and yeah. he, gives you, he gives you a nice corner office right more- out, of, out of high school or college. Let's, all I'm saying is, is, let's see how lucky we are. Let's just stop doing everything for a year yeah. and see if we don't go broke and completely just fade off into oblivion. And that was Greg Fitzsimmons back in 2009. Funny so then, funny now. Yeah, the guy's, the guy's a killer. All right, we have one more clip for everybody. It's a Rotten Tomatoes game. What do we got? This one's Adam Carolla Show 2135. The episode featured Peter Pardini, but he's not in this portion. This is just Vinny Tortoris, Gina Grad, Brian Bishop, and the Ace Man. It's Rod Tomatoes Game 109. Uh, Vinny joins him for the game. Check it out. Ah, Rod Tomatoes Game, right? We got it? Archie! He names the flicks, and the gang makes flicks, right? Archie! He's a schlubby guy, and when he drops by, the gang has to guess. To the critics, course, So in this uh, game, we're going to keep on writing this uh, Sylvester Stallone movie course because it's so much fun, especially for Gina. Our first movie (laughs) starring Sylvester Stallone, Richard Crenna, and another guy, uh, the wrongly named because it's, although it's the third movie in the series, it's only the second movie of this title, 1988's Rambo 3. Mm Mm-hmm. Did it have a, like, oh, it was just Rambo 3. 
Rambo. No 3. first blood. Right. It was right. Blood right. was the first movie. Right. right. And then it was first blood Rebrand. part two, and then okay. They then got him we out of done. prison for this. Is this the one where he Second cauterized one. a wound with uh, yes, gunpowder? With gunpowder. That was, Good that was very intense yeah. for a 10 year old balding brother. A lot of leeches on him when he was. Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. He's nowhere near as ripped as Vinny. No. He's no a Vinny. hack. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Uh, the critics were tired by now. The first one's a legitimately good film. Dennehy's great. The great small town show. Always sweating. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, so. I'm going to say, let's see, a good action movie, uh, but critics now, critics, 55. 38. 39. Vinny's heard all all our scores. Yeah, but uh, you guys can give me time. 35, because no one likes these type of Stallone movies. Uh, You're probably right. Well, nice. You guys are right out of the gate. Rambo 3 is rotten at 36%. Wow. Yeah, I went too high. Next up, Sylvester Stallone uh, uh, was in a movie alongside Woody Allen, Sharon Stone, Gene Hackman. Um, What? Yeah, yeah, but uh, only his voice because he played uh, some kind of ant, I guess. Never saw it. The movie is 1998's Ants. This came out right next to a bug's yeah, life, and I, didn't, I got them both confused. Yeah. Well, Disney, Pixar, like. we don't know who did Who Doesn't did this? It look like it. it yeah. DreamWorks. The... DreamWorks. I'm going to okay. get a guest. Total guest. All right. I think, uh, I think I saw half of it because I got kids. It's pretty, it's fine. Like, all these things are pretty good, but this wasn't one of the more memorable ones. And for that reason... So people liked it, but not that much. 71. Oh, I said 71, too. Oh, I, there you go. I have no idea and went super low. I said 50. I went really high. 85. Ants is certified fresh. Damn it. A 96%. What? Wow. I'd be curious what a bug's life was. Yeah, because they all like Woody Allen. You're These right. critics, they're this, all douchebags. Right. You've never seen this one. 96 on an animated thing and 52 with the audience. Wow. Really good point. That's really weird. Like on an animated one, like any of the Pixar Toy Story or anything, it's like 95 and 95. Like, uh, why didn't the audience? What's the beef with the audience? Didn't like it. I don't know. Weird. That's very strange. Damn it. Can't imagine ever seeing that. All right. All you need to know about this next movie is it featured this killer song from. Uh, Oh, yeah, there it is. Plugged in. (laughs) Oh, <laughs> I can hear it. I guess I can hear it in the back of my mind. Yeah, yeah it's uh, the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. <laughs> Sylvester Stallone has a role alongside John Travolta in 1983's Staying Alive. Didn't Stallone direct this? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Stallone just, I mean, no, I don't know. <laughs> he, he was also him in the street. Yeah, he was also an uncredited actor, but he did direct. And the tag is. He had the cameo. I don't think he did anything other than just pass him in the street. Yeah, he did the cameo at the beginning in New York, and that was it. Stand by the song. Not that I would Uh, know. Me too. All right. Critics said to be devastated by this one. And here's a question John Travolta, according to lore, like Stallone said, you're working out, you're working out at my house, you're working out with me. And they, uh, that was about the time where Stallone was wearing the dolphin shorts mm. and tank top ensemble that he would wear in Rocky Three mm-hmm. when he's like running on the beach, and also that uh, the time. My thank God, Vinny wasn't killed when those guys went running past him <laughs> on the beach. He's naked <laughs> doing a photo so shoot, and those guys come <laughs> flying by. It's about the same time, and 
I, I could nice remember. Nice show, Omo. I, could, I remember seeing like stories in People magazine. It was like Stallone, Travolta working out at Stallone's place. And they're in their stupid dolphin shorts, like working out together. John Travolta may or must have had a huge crush on Stallone at that particular point in his life. Oh, well, I mean, he's his, not gay. He had a, <laughs> you, don't ha- you can appreciate another man's aesthetic yeah, things. We all did a half hour ago in this very studio. Somebody's more if you're straight. I'm saying he had the older. You're not blinded by lust. You're he, just admiring. Right. He had the older girlfriend, like the sort of girlfriend of many years who was older, who played his mom in the boy in the plastic bubble and she died of cancer at some point oh, right single probably unmarried going over to sly sly's one of the biggest stars, stars in the, the world, world. you're going over to his place and you guys getting all greased up yep. and sweaty all day taking under his wing mm, just saying i think if maybe i'm gonna i'm gonna declare it the hardest i've ever laughed at one of your off the cuff jokes when you said and i'll try to do it like you said it i i i find john travolta's sexuality burdensome <laughs> <laughs> I am a little burned by it. Yeah, I've gotten I've gotten past it. Oh Christ, that was so funny. <laughs> I would never guess is what I said. Well, it'd be nice if he just kind of make a move and get us all out of purgatory <laughs> yeah. over here. We're treading water for thirty years. Right. All right. Um I say oh man, the critics had to hate this, but now I gotta make up some points here. Is there a camp factor? At the time? <laughs> no. 29. No. I said oh, 24. I said 28. 28. Wow. Staying alive is rotten at zero. Oh! Damn, you got to go for broke when they're that bad like this. Wow. wow. Two goombas. You got a lot of Jewish guys. What <laughs> top critics that? have it at, Gary? Zero. <laughs> the, yeah. Wouldn't they have they to? Gotta, someone's got to get one. It has to be zero. Does it? If the top critics? The yes. top the, the the tomato meter is all critics and of oh that. oh so we have zero fresh and twenty four rotten Correct. okay so that has to be zero I want to okay. have a, a five top critics reviews five. a zero okay. percent rotten tomatoes movie marathon now we're talking little little drink little weed I feel like wow, if we that. challenged ourselves Bullshit. to make a zero be a crazy thing where like. We've, we've taken your child. We'll throw him down a well if you can't make a zero. Because I feel like I could try make a zero, but then it would get like springtime for Hitler. Yeah, exactly. yeah. It'd be ironic and then it might be in, good. Yeah, so uh, so um, intentionally into the bad end of the pool, you'd probably get some people who are like, that's hilarious. Let's put it this way. The room is probably not a zero. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure people right. genuinely find it campily hilarious. Yeah. All right. Here we go, into the championship round. All right, I don't really need to give you a description of this next movie. I just need to play this. Over the top? Over the top? Yes. I have seen this movie so many times. 19... 87, Stallone and the arm wrestling monster hit over the top. I'm tainted by this because it was the best movie we'd ever seen when we were kids. Mm-hmm. Hey, Dawson, <laughs> while we're guessing, why don't you look for the other song from this movie, Meet Me, Me Halfway. Now, that's a, that's a tool tune. Across the Sky? That's the one. Oh, wow. Didn't have to look very far. Kenny There's no way this is fresh, right? It's, no. It's fresh in my eyes. Cannot be fresh. Yeah, but he, he's going to throw something in there. 
Dad's kid in that giant bedroom. Roll the windows up. <laughs> I don't know this song. Oh, yes, you do. Give it time. This feels like a cover, but this is pretty faithful. Did it make it? Did it this make it in the radio? All the this way up the charts. You'll, You'll know, know the chorus. You'll, You'll know, know the chorus. I am pretty good at knowing stuff by now. You'll know the chorus. Yeah, this is a... I think it's the Kenny Loggins version, but you'll know the chorus. This totally messes my generation. I'll find Loggins for you. Up where the world belongs to only you and I? What year Nothing. and where did it chart? That may have been a top five hit. There's Classic. probably a point in my life where I was pretty much just K-Rock. That was very anti-K-Rock. 100% of the time, K-Rock. And or if I got home, I'd listen to John Hyatt. Like, and I just did somewhere between like 85 and 95. It was just, I didn't know what was going on in the top 100 market. I Meet Me Halfway was 11. 11 in what year? 88. Yeah, I, I guess I was just listening to K-Rock and I just never heard it. You're right, Brian. Huge tool tune. Tools. This got played at a lot of proms. Yes. I promise. How old are you guys? Uh, like 20. At the time, though. 88, Not I born? was 10 years old. Yeah, Gina wasn't born. Yeah. So you were 10 when this came, and you remember this. It was a huge hit. My, my mom big. probably heard it on the radio when I was in the car, you know, so yeah, I was aware of this song. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to back off a barrel, huge hit. It, became, it, it didn't get played. It's not okay, been played fair, after right, it came out. But it did become very tool toony in the ensuing years. Ironically, you know. This is the version. Yes! Prominent keyboards. They're jamming out on this. I don't know this song. I was busy doing sit-ups that day or something. Yeah. I was, uh... You didn't have this blaring at the conch shoot? I was trying to bang a sea <laughs> anemone. I didn't have time for this crap. I was too mortified. <laughs> All right, over the top, over the top, boy, man. They throw some of those donuts out there, sorry. Some of those zeros out there. I think Vinny's in the lead here. Oh, man. They throw some of those zeros out there, and it makes you scared, because you go, oh, 30, and then they go, zero, and you go, I'm off by 30 points. (laughs) Yeah. Over the top. 14. 13. And a zero would not shock me. It kills me to say this, but 16. I went way too high. 25. Ooh, <laughs> I wish Stallone was here. Over the top is rotten. At 43%. Oh, what? You know what? I'm glad. I'm happy to hear it. I'm loving this game. All right. Six, uh, it deserves six it. Six out of 14 critics thought this was a good movie. Yes! It's, uh, it's ours. Uh, it's yours to lose now, Vinny. Next up. <laughs> pressure. There's more. Henley Winker, Winkler teamed up with Sylvester Stallone and a couple other dudes to play some greaser guys, a street gang facing the onset oh, of the Lords of Flatbush in 1974's The Lords of Flatbush. What? This is pre-Rocky. Yeah, first movie. Yeah, yeah before Rocky. I got to see this. this. Yes, you do. This is wow. like, yeah. You got to find the commercial on this one because the, the commercial, when they ran it on TV, I, I didn't see it at the theater, but I remember the commercials. It was done in a doo-wop way. It was like, the Lords of Flatbush, Flatbush, Flatbush rated PG. Like they did like a rated Bowser. PG. Yeah, they did, they did a Shanana version of singing the, the commercial. Was this mid-Happy Days? Mm. Yeah, it was during Happy Days. Not mid, but early probably. So right regular had the highest Q rating of any actor ever right. on television. Harry uh, King is in this. I assume, Vinny, you've seen this? 
Yeah, but I have no idea. Where this one is be. this That's one is this one is tough because it's a mid seventies movie made about fifty greasers, so it's kind of hard. Like they could say it's bad. Like you're gonna pan it. Like uh, wait, you got the commercial? Sorry. Do 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 do. The Lords of Flatbush is a movie. Do 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 do. About it's how life was in the 50s. I was all wrong. I don't mean to boast, but you'll dig it the most. The Lords of Flatbush, Flatbush, Flatbush. This was popular theme at that oh, time, too. Jenny, you talked right on, you stepped right on the brain. It's not the Vinny I know. Sorry, play the game. Now, play the last one. It's not the Vinny I know. The Lords of Flatbush. Thank God that you played that as again. I remember it. Yeah, it really was. Okay. What's the advertising budget? Back. 50 bucks. Perfect. Awesome. Wiggler didn't even have to change his outfit from uh, Happy Days. Yeah. All right. So I don't think it wasn't a good movie, but it's nowhere near as easy as bad 80s movies where we knew who Stallone was and we could just we could easily just pan those movies. This movie could was a bad movie, but could easily be 67% right. just because who cared? And there wasn't much to choose from back then and so on and so forth. The dark for me. Um, I'd say that it's rotten, but not too rotten. 55. I barely. Said, oh, sorry. Barely fresh at 62. 48. 38. Ooh. Damn. Ace, you were so, you were right there, man. Oh. It's certified fresh. Oh! That's 67%. Oh, I should have gone oh. with Great news. Wow. And the people I'm had out. it at 42. That's a, oh boy. I thought oh. it went high at 38. Oh boy. This is hard. Brian, would you go there? I went 62. Uh oh, Vinny. I think I was looking at a pretty big gap, too. Oh boy. You oh boy. Oh, that was yours to lose. Pulling yeah. in the rear, Gina Grad with 123 points. Adam Carolla, solid on the podium finish. Third place for 114. Thank you. Wait, what? 114. <laughs> Leaves Brian and oh, man, Benny. Gotta go in the middle, Vinny. At this end, you gotta cover yourself. Oh, I know. What was the score going in the last round? Brian. You got a score of 86. Good. Vinny, you got a score of 87. Oh! oh! Snatch the crown! Oh! I almost wrote down 40. I would have beat it. Oh, oh you're still lose. When you're protecting a lead that way, I, you got to go right about 50 on that. I got cocky, though, that. man. I, yeah. I, just, I just That's got what cocky. happens. What did we learn? The Not to get too. cocky. <laughs> 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 the shell got cocky, says this, Gary. All right. And that was a Rotten Tomatoes game back in 2017 featuring NSNG's own Vinny, Vinny Tortorich. All right, that'll do it for today's Corolla Classics. We want to remind everybody to subscribe to the Corolla Classics feed to get tomorrow's episode. We release another episode every Sunday, and we'll see you there. My name's Chris Loxamana. That's super fan Giovanni. Follow and get it on. Hey, Geico, do you own? Do you rent? Well, you do one or the other, right? You know, it's hard work out there. Owning, renting. You want to save some money? How about your bundle? 
Bundle your policies at GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle the homeowners or renters insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you got so much to do already. Go to GEICO.com. Get a quote. See just how much you could save at GEICO. That is GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com.